Hello, hello. You are welcome to the Hood Podcast by Stories of Home. And this month of April 2022, we bring you the life story of a very, very inspiring man, Samuel Fuller Shaw. He is a lawyer based in Under State, Nigeria. He is the director at the Overcomers Orphanage Center. He's also a minister of God's Word, and he's married to his lovely wife. And you will hear he's going to talk about her. <laughs> Um, in the recording and they have two lovely daughters we are so honored so honored so thankful for the opportunity to talk with him today and grateful that he would share his journey with us he speaks with such genuineness and passion and each word he says is heartfelt we bring you the life story this month of Sam. Morning, everyone, or good afternoon, good evening for, from wherever you are in the world my name is Lika and this is called um the hope podcast once again by stories of home and i have today a very wonderful guest his name is samuel fuller shaw he is a barrister and a minister of god's word and um it's such an exciting thing to have him here today. Today we're going to be learning from him, learning his story, learning about his journey. And um, I hope that you sit with us and you find seats from what he says, seats of encouragement, seats of inspiration, and seats of hope and of grace as you listen to his word. I also have with me Ayowale, our very own Ayowale Ulupona Adetona. Um, he's here with me also. Ayoli, do you want to say hello? Hi, everyone. Listening <laughs> to us from everywhere in the world. We really hope you'll be inspired by the story of for you too. Yes, thank you, Ayoli. So, and just as all, this is being recorded um, virtually, of course. We're not in the same room at the moment. So it means that there might be times when our internet might shake or the sound might be affected or, or something might happen but um it is part of the process and it's part of the package so please bear with us whenever that happens it comes with the terrain that we are in um thank you so much again sam for being here with us um i want to just ask um, the first thing that really is on our hearts to know is could you tell us about your journey where you have come from, wherever you want to start, whatever things you want to highlight, but where have you come from? All right, thank you. Thank you again. It's a pleasure to be part of our Stories of Homes uh, this uh, month's edition. I want to appreciate you for bringing me here on this uh, program. I pray that uh, would, uh, the, the purpose of this program will be achieved in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, 
like we have been told, I am somewhere for Lauren Shaw. I hail from Ondo in Ondo State, Nigeria, West Africa. I was born on the 25th of October, 1975, to a family of 12. I, uh, I was fifth, I'm fifth of 12 children of my father, a polygamous so typical African uh, setting. And um, I had my primary education in Ondo, uh, in Ondo State of Nigeria. I had a secondary education, and um, but uh, as a child, um, growing up was not interesting because um, us was not uh, there's um, we were not even average family. We uh, I was raised from the low class, the low class. I I had a non-resident father that would come maybe once um, maybe once two months or three months and um, come around. And so we're together with mom who ran a bucateria with um, six of us because uh, there, are there are two wives of the family. Each had six children. And so the six of us were living with my mom in a room apartment. And um, it was not easy. It wasn't funny. It was not um, something that I was actually encouraging. But uh, thank God for how God has taken us through the period. And I discovered that uh, I, I, in my primary school, that I had learned to actually fend for myself from, right from primary school uh, time. Uh, there was this uh, almond tree we, have, uh, we had then in um, my uncle's compound. I would always pick from the almond tree very early in the morning and um, take them to school and um, sell to my colleagues that had uh, uh, money that the parents could afford to give them some things to come to school with. So I had to sell to them to be able to raise some money for myself. Yeah. And I, when, when, I, when I got to secondary school, I still had my secondary school in the prestigious St. Joseph's College of uh, St. Joseph College in Ondo, Ondo State. I would um, every Friday, every Saturday, I had to go to the market to sell uh, bean cake, old uh, akara mm -hmm. in Yoruba. This mm -hmm. thing. So if I was able to sell twenty naira worth of bean cake, I would uh, have a percentage of two naira. And that is a percentage that would take me through the following week that I will have to use to, to keep my spirit, soul, and body together for the week. And that each time I had a bill to pay in school, I would have to skip Friday to sell bean cake so I'll be able to gather enough money. And that has been the, 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 the journey. It was not uh, so smooth. It wasn't something so, so, so good. But um, I eventually finished secondary school and um, my first admission was uh, to study medicine uh, in the year 1994, but I uh, had nobody to take that up as my father would not uh, take responsibility for, for, for that. And, um, and so it, was, uh, it, it wasn't good for me, it wasn't good for me. And, um, I decided to continue to work. I actually, 
Shirley started working after my secondary school education in the year 1993, January 11. That was my first uh, experience at work. I was teaching in, in, in a nursery and primary school, and I was on 215 naira salary, I can't forget. Mm. And um, so I continued like that. But 1994, I had admission to study medicine, but I couldn't go. My employer then would not sponsor somebody else's child for medicine and decided that I should come to ADME to do a course that would be useful for her school. So I found myself, instead of being a medical student at um, the University of Calabar, I found myself at ADME uh, studying computer science. But um, some things happened that did not complete the education. And um, so I, 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 I crashed out because I, I wouldn't know God had something in, why he, was allow, he, he did allow that because the, the deal I had with my employer then was that after my three years program, or four years program rather, I would serve her. I would be working for her for the rest of my life. Uh, I was made to write an undertaking that that would happen. My father was brought down to ensure he signed to guarantee the fact that after my uh, education, my uh, at the College of Education at the EME, that I would serve that individual. And so my father came, signed my slave warrant, mm. and um, and I, I entered into slavery. But God, in his infinite mercies, uh, disrupted the whole idea. Mm. He disrupted the whole idea because um, I actually started with a prelim uh, uh, course, and uh, something happened with all of my courses. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't fail that course. I passed it. Or something happened, I wouldn't know what happened. And um, the, the lecturer told me to give him some bribe and uh, that he would actually uh, sort the thing out. I, 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 I belong in the Christian faith. I, I, was, I became born again 1985, December 31st. I was just some few months, about two or three months after I turned 10. Mm. And ever since I, I had remain committed to Christ, so much committed to Christ. And so when the lecturer asked for bribe to actually correct what he needed to correct, he actually asked for two bottles of big stout. I, I, I was caught in between denying my faith, giving the bribe to the man, or shamefully leaving that institution. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I took, uh, I, I chose to to shamefully to bow out and not to actually uh, give in to that, yield to that temptation. I didn't know that God actually planned that to deliver me from the slavery I had entered into. Because if I had completed that program, I would have not become a lawyer today. I would have still been in the employment of that, uh, my former employer, because there were other people that uh, undertook such a similar uh, uh, scholarship with that mm. uh, organization that are still in 
the establishment of that organization till today. So I I chose to say no. So I I was disgraced out of the place, and so for I, I had to serve that organization for two years for the one year that I I I went to institution to school on their scholarship. After that program, I found myself there was something always something in me that was asking for more because I. I really, really wanted to be in life. There was no graduate in my family, mm. though I told you we have twelve. None of them, at the time I was talking, had a school search certificate, and I, I didn't want to just end up that way. I, I just wanted. I, I was a fighter, and what really helped me was the fact that I gave my life to Jesus early enough. So I kept struggling. Along the line, there's this college of education. There's this college where they train people in accounting and all the stuff. And because I did economics in my O level, I was able to get admission into that college. I studied accounting. I finished with a distinction, even though I was never a commercial student. Mm. From there, while taking that course, I did an law called law and principle this caught my interest in law mm-hmm. i i developed interest in law and there and then immediately i was done with my program the state gave me an employment but i did not pick up the employment oh. because i wanted something more so i went back and sat down for another old level that would qualify me to study law I, by the grace of God, I finished with, I had good grades. And that year, I entered into the university to study law. And that today, I'm a lawyer. Mm. And the, the, the journey through university was something else. Yeah. It, was, it, it was hard. I had to do all manners of nasty jobs, except illegal jobs, yeah. to sell to university. I, I did brick lane. I did pushing, I will write for people. I wrote, uh, I wrote this commercial motorcycle that is called Okada yeah. in, uh, uh, in, in Nigeria. No, I drove cab for people. Anything good that will fetch me money, you will see me doing it so I could survive and go through school. And God helped me. I did uh, finish well. I went to the law school. I had a good grade from the law school and ever since have been in private uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's, that's been the journey. And in the year 2007, 24th of March, I, I, I married my mm-hmm. art job, a, 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 a woman that was instrumental to many things that the Lord has done in my life. Um, she, she, was, she, she, she was there, off, she loved me while I was and a, a, a motorcycle rider, an Okada rider, who saw beyond my present state then, saw that this guy is going something somewhere. So, and we got married and we have two beautiful girls. Uh, my, wife's, my wife's name is Samvera, my first daughter Samuela, and the last one, Sam Praise. And uh, we're good. I, 
I also pastor. I'm a pastor. I am a coach. I'm, I'm, I'm a life coach. I am into youth ministry. I have an orphanage. I operate. I, I, I do so many things. Anything just to lift the the, the people. Yeah. Oh my God, Sam, so this is, I mean, listening to you alone and the clarity of your, of your journey, it, it, I, I feel so, it's so connecting, you know, and, and so heart moving to understand how you, have, where you've come from really, and just seeing the process that you had to go through. And I, I mean, it's great to hear the names of your children. You said one, um, God praise, I didn't hear that. Clearly, I know. One is Samuel. I, I coined Samuel. I, I'm Sam. Yeah. No, no, no. My, my wife is Veronica. I named her Samvera. Oh. Now, so the first child, uh, because I decided to have only girls. Oh. I, I chose. I, I God just agreed with me. I just want two girls, just because I I, I know that oh. people are bit yes this. this People stigmatize girl child. They feel mm. if you don't have a married child, you don't have a child yet. And yeah. I have always been out to prove a point to people that this, uh, the mentality, the orientation is wrong and must be changed. Mm. So before I got married, I told God, I only want two girls. Two girls, I want to prove to the world that gay child is is a gift from God and that they're the best that anyone could have. So and now, when I had the first one, I named her Samuela. That is a, a female way of saying Samuel. Yeah. And now, the, the other one is Sam Praise. Sam yeah. and Praise. And, the, and the why we call her Sam Praise was because a, a night before, she, she my, my wife should have uh, delivered, been delivered of the baby, but the baby was not coming. And the time was due. So I, I gathered my priests, uh, worshippers in my house, and we had an all night of praise. So the following morning, the baby came. So since all of us in my family is Sam, yeah. so we just added praise to that Sam, and she became Sam Praise. Oh my God! Oh my God! That is, that is wonderful. We we see the. I mean, it's it's wonderful to see the power of God's presence in your journey too, and yeah. how God agrees with you, how God comes through for you, and how He has done that over time and repeatedly. And those are beautiful names, you know, Sam Vera for your wife, Samuela, you know, and then Sam Praise. And these are unique names indeed. And I think showing the uniqueness of your journey and your own path to as a person and and um and as a child of god so that's wonderful um could you tell us a bit um sam about because i i know you mentioned that you are a fighter you mentioned yeah. in in what you've said could you tell us just a bit about what this might what this has meant for you because i ask this in context of strength you know, mental strength, emotional strength, and perhaps spiritual strength, you know. How how has, how has did this work for you? Were there moments when you almost didn't have the strength to fight? And how did you keep showing up to fight and to get to where you are? See, it, it, several several times I, I was down in the course of my journey. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you know, several, you know, you know, the, the, the fact, the first thing is this, that the, the emotional trauma I go through uh, uh, as a child that grew up in an atmosphere of hostility, in an atmosphere where dad will come maybe once in two months and uh, they grew up in an atmosphere where even when eventually the family, my dad and my mom came together again as um, living together, that you, you wake up and see dad hit mom. Oh. And uh, seriously, you, you, you know the, 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 the emotional trauma, the fact that you don't want, you, you, waking up to hear your dad tell you to anything, well, you know, waking up to hear your dad says, I am not your, your father. Eventually, I took care of him till he died. Oh. You know, because as a child of God, we don't take those things in. We don't mm-hmm. actually, because uh, we just, I, I took very good care of him. He actually regretted those actions. So not saying this to, to put him in the bad light, no. Mm-hmm. Neither am I saying that I'm still bitter. I'm just sharing those things uh, weighed down negatively. That, um, in fact, as a person, I, I during those I was very, very reserved. I also reserved that you hardly hear me chat with people. You mm-hmm. hardly hear me speak with people. My self-confidence was deflated. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel I would amount to anything in life. So because uh, there was nothing projecting the real person I, I am, I, I was then. So it, it, it was really, 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 really hard. But the, the fact was that there was something rather than those things pushing me into the negative part of life of my christian faith and the world that i i listened to things rather became the, the 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 projecting force the impetus to want things differently to wanting me to actually see that all those negative prophecies do not come to pass and to mm-hmm. wanting me to want to bring up my mom from the 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 the, the, the valley where she she was at the moment. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, on the fourth of April, 1980, 1988, you know, mm-hmm. 1988, that was the year my father turned 50, mm-hmm. 1988, 4th April, 1988. I can't forget this around this Easter period. Mm-hmm. Dad told mom to leave the house, you know, mm-hmm. Saint Africa. So all of those stuffs, I I still see the picture is so clear in my heart today. So those things were pushing me. Sam, you cannot afford to give up. Mm-hmm. You must keep fighting. You must just bring your mom out of this. You must bring your family. You must just, you know, all those stuffs kept ringing. And now there was a day, there was a day I was trekking several kilometers from where I was living to Adeyemi College of Education, then I was a student there. And it's several kilometers, very long distance. I don't know how to describe oh the, these uh, kilometers. It was a very long distance and I needed to be in school. So I, I was tracking and I got to a particular point. I still see the point today. And I got to that particular point and I was just speaking to myself. I, I just told, I, I was just talking to myself. I said, I said, poverty, I will fight you with my bare hand. Yeah. If I cannot succeed academically, I will look for a bush. 
<laughs> get a farmland and fight. You know, I was that desperate that yeah. I just must be successful. Yeah. So, uh, 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 and that was why you see, I told you I I rode uh, Okada motorcycle, commercial motorcycle, did everything so that I would just uh, be able to actually uh, uh, make both ends meet. Yeah. In the course of this, I lost two of my elder sisters. I lost them. You know, I, 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 I oh, this, these are things. I, I just thank God today. You know, yeah. one of them, one of them died. My mom was keeping us somewhere. I was in school then. I was studying law at Adekunle Ajachi University, and I had to. And, and and my my brother told me the pitiable condition they were in. So I had to leave school. Mm-hmm. I left the school. I came back to where my mom and my sister uh, were. I, I I decided. So I, I was. I just took up a job. I was writing a Bible study outline for a particular church. 12 lessons. I would do the writing in the night. In the morning, I would go and weed and go and weed so I could raise money to help them. Wow. Eventually, the money I got from this um, job, I used to bury my sister because she couldn't wait oh. for me to get the money. Uh, one night like that, one morning like that, she, she just passed on. I, I gathered those money. I I, I, I used, I used to, to, to get the, the, the coffin and the uh, buried uh you know it, it was but all of those things happened they, they happened but uh my spirit was never broken that was mm-hmm. there were time i'll be weak physically but my spirit was never broken because i was aiming at something and mm-hmm. believe you sincerely have not attained it i still i'm still a fighter I still have targets ahead of me. I still have things, but all through Christ has been my strength. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the brethren in church has been so supportive, and uh, they've been all, always been there. My like like my wife. Mm-hmm. Now the lady that is my wife today. You know when I was to pick up the form to study law, I couldn't raise the money. Oh. I didn't have the money. And, and and it was so I had actually written jump mm-hmm. I was to go to Obafemi Aolo University I had gone the first time I had all the marks but on my way back the Holy Spirit told me not to go back to that place oh. and I was like how would that be Holy Spirit how would... <laughs> and I, 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 he didn't answer a word where do you want me to go I said I should go to Understood University I said a state university you know I'm going to sponsor myself how do I go about it how do I all the stuff like that I was asking so to pick the change of institution form mm. I couldn't raise the money at that moment mm-hmm. and the day the form we close mm. the lady my wife now just stabbed on my window and brought the money <gasps> the place, I picked up the form and the rest is story today. Oh, and eventually, I got to understand why the Holy Spirit told me not to go to OAU. Because yeah. eventually, when I finished, mm-hmm. I, 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 I was two years senior of people that we entered into the university the same year. Mm-hmm. Because of the incessant strike yeah. of OAU then. That was not until then. I did not know why God told me not to go there because he knew that the journey is long and that I I just needed to save time. Yeah. So 
Can you hear me, Sam? I can hear you, and we too. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I, I mean, it's great to see. I hope, I hope you always say good things to Mrs. Florencia every day. She sounds. That woman, I've <laughs> entered, I've entered into the studio twice because of her. Oh. I don't sing. I don't sing. I'm not a singer, but I have been to the studio twice. Wow. I've recorded two uh, single tracks mm. for her. Uh, yeah, so I, I have, and I have also have one video oh. in a honor. Yeah. Oh, we would love to see that. That is wonderful. That is good. It's 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 great when God brings the right people and the right instructions our way. That is wonderful. And um, you have mentioned that you know, in despite all of the things that were going on, your spirit was never broken, and you were in something. And I, this is something to keep in mind. I think it's a gem. I'm going to come back to you, but I want to ask, Ayowale, do you want to ask Sam something? Is there something on your mind you'd like to ask him? Yes, I would. I would, I would love to ask something for Sam, please. Please. Yes. Uh, I, I want to ask you, in the line when you were talking about you, when you are sharing your story, mentioned about coming from a home that is resistant to stay and uh, you have to fight for yourself um, mm. that's, that, that was very inspiring and I would like to ask specifically because we have young persons that are going mm. through challenges like that, many of them are from broken or abusive mm-hmm. parents and primarily um, children and young persons draw strength from their immediate family mm-hmm. in situations like this how can you what can you advise young persons? Because plenty of persons like that are already discouraged and they find it difficult to pursue their dreams. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned something profound that you are still pressing, you've not gotten there. So how can you advise young people like this? How can they stay motivated? How can they draw strength despite coming from a place of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you are your only... Yeah, sincerely, we, we must... Um, uh, it, it depends on what is uh we, we put the vision the big picture we see you see the the, the, the generation uh, the, the the people of this generation if we are discouraged we must understand that the future does not belong to the people who are discouraged and everything around us really wants to break our spirit particularly in nigeria the, the government is not ready to help you nobody nobody really wants to help let me let me quickly let me share this when i gained admission to to study law mm-hmm. i wrote to the governor of my state i put my story i didn't type them i wrote in my own handwriting mm-hmm. i wrote my story how i lost admission to study medicine everything i did everything and i sent to my governor till tomorrow there was no response mm-hmm. I was thinking I was thinking that someone would be touched with my story. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that somebody would be moved. It's not their money, it's the state's money. That if someone could just could be that bold enough to write to the governor, uh, I, I, I just feel that um, it, it, it should touch a place in the heart of this political class. But because I'm not a politician, I'm not a son of a politician, so no one responded. So I, I just need us to understand, and, and also, and also, uh, when I was going to the law school, 
I couldn't raise the, the money I needed at that time, I wrote to my church. My church failed me and did not respond to me. I am still in that church. I pastor in that church. I coach young people in that church. I'm doing what they did not do for me for young people mm. in the church today, simply because I don't want to be discouraged because of what anybody does. Yes. This year, I have paid my task clearance, even though nobody will ask lawyers for task clearance. Mm. So I will not say because the government has done what is wrong, did not come true for me. And as a result of that, uh, be discouraged to do what I'm supposed to do. So one thing that every one of us needs to address is that no matter what discouragement comes our way, we must refuse to be discouraged. Mm. We must refuse to be discouraged because, see, the, the, there is, it's only at the top that we have spaces. The, the ground is, is crowded already. Mm. And if only you can fight your way to the top, you discover that it will be okay. So as many that are listening to me that came from such background like I came from should not be discouraged. That is the first thing. If you're able to get your spirit right, then you will be able to ask questions yourself. I read uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, and he was asking, was it Robert Kiyosaki or one other book? Uh, was asking that when you say you can't, you place a limitation on your brain yeah. from acting and it's like giving a command to a system mm -hmm. but when you instead of saying i can't how can i is a command your brain begins to work on how can how can how can there had never been any time in our world that we have as much as opportunity as we have now mm -hmm. you see social media i never had that opportunity when i was growing up and social media, you can make a lot of money from there and push for your, you know, for your dream. So rather than, rather than, I, I tell people, many of us, we carry our phone. With that phone, we can make a, an end meal. We can make a livelihood. We can do a lot of stuff. But rather than do that, many of us, we only post, like Instagram, do WhatsApp and all the stuff like that without actually looking at the positive things we can get from uh, this. We, we like celebrities. We should think of becoming one so that people also will like our posts. Mm -hmm. I think that is, that is that that should be uh, the propelling factor. So if we, if anyone is uh, where I used to be and mm -hmm. I'll no support from the family, see, all we need to do is that look around, identify needs. Mm -hmm. Money comes in direction of need met. See, and, and on daily basis, there are needs, there are needs, there are services that are not done well, there are services that give people dissatisfaction. We can actually leverage on those things and provide a better package. As a lawyer, I see do a lot of things. I, I, when I came to Ondo to start to practice law, I look at what they were not doing right in the legal practice in, in, the, in, the, in the city. I just packaged myself, gave that little uh, further push and, and you believe you me, I became the toast of everyone. My, my name is on the lips of everybody. People really want to identify with me. And at every level, there are things we can do. Just look around. Yeah. Eyes are meant to see and not just to look. 
Mm. We must learn to begin to observe. Jesus teaching them to observe all things. I have discovered this generation, we don't observe all things. We pass through a place and we don't take cognizance of something that is happening here. Mm -hmm. So we must develop the eyes to see opportunities. We must be able to see it. And I tell you people, people, the opportunity, they are there. So if we can actually leverage on that and pick on those things, money will come and we'll be able to drive our dreams and get to where God has destined us to be. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. That is that is that is that is everything it should be. That is inspiring. That is genuine, and that. Thank you so much for for sharing that, and thank you, Ivoli, for such a great question. You know, um, you you said you said that the future does not belong to those who are discouraged. You have said that our eyes not just to look, also see. And sight is is light, really. It makes the difference. And you, you, I mean, this, these are gems that we should all keep in mind. Even for me, listening to you just speaking, I cannot tell how this has been very encouraging and very inspiring for me in in the things that I am interested in doing. You know, so this is good. And I like I like the fact that for you, it's really coming from an experience lived and a true place in your heart you know not just we're not talking motivational speeches here now we're talking true for you that you have said you know how the word of god speaks of that which we have seen which we yes that is where i see it coming in for you that is that remarkable we have just short time left because we do not want to take your time we promised you it'd be 40 minutes i just want to ask if you could tell us a bit about the orphanage that you run and why you started it what what it's about and and um, how that's going and also if you could just say a word or two on why you decided that it was law you would eventually do if you could just tell us a bit about that but especially the the orphanage that you run Okay, let, let me let me start from how I ended up being a lawyer and um, then I'll come back to the orphanage because that is my life. Yes. Now, while I was doing my course, mm-hmm. the, the course, the accounting course, I told you of. Yes. I, I, I told you I undertook a particular law course. Yes. In the course of that, mm-hmm. I was um, I was having my IT at Ore, mm-hmm. the Ministry of Commerce, Trade and uh, Industry. And uh, my immediate other brother, someone told me he was arrested by the police. Mm-hmm. And I asked, what did he do? They said he was playing what in my mother's book area. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing what? I said, what is a recreation? They were in gambling. We, by the grace of God, all of us, were, were, we are Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would not gamble. So I, I went to the police station and I asked, is as any law in the land outlawed playing doing recreation? And the police said, What do you mean? Blah blah blah. I began to shout in the station. Mm-hmm. And they now said, If you don't leave this place, we'll shoot you. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay, let me just let me go and get my lawyer. So I walked out of the place with that statement, let me go and get my lawyer. And sincerely, I didn't have any. Mm. And I was thinking, how, how do I get a lawyer? The only one I knew 
was living in, in Ondo. I was 30, 30 minutes away from Ore. And uh, as I was standing at the front of the police station, I saw my brother was released. Before then, they had asked my mom to give them 2,000 Naira, and she, there was no how she could raise that money. She had begged them several with 200 Naira. They refused it. But the moment I left and said, let me go and get my lawyer. The moment I left, they pushed my brother and the, and the other person out. They collected the 200 Naira from my mom and them out so i now said so let me go and get my lawyer could do this miracle mm. I said, Sam, let, i would if that would help me to set to release people mm. let me push for it mm. and my motivation in my legal practice has never been money mm. i have told people i want to see as many people live free have the freedom of human this uh what that song called fundamental human rights they, yeah. their rights to humanity being yeah. preserved and protected now that is about being a lawyer now the orphanage i told you my background i told you how i sold being cake yeah. now sincerely uh there were so many other things i did i'm going them can you hear us yeah i can hear now Oh, okay. Sorry. I think the internet is showing us its, its power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please go so, on. Yeah, of- we he started the orphanage and uh, we connected in the year 2007. And uh, I, I ran with a vision as though it was my vision because uh, it's one of the things that um, really, really, really touches my heart. And uh, I, in the org- organization, I am the African Project Director now, and uh, we have been doing a lot, lot, a lot, rescuing babies and uh, vulnerable children. I, there's, there's so many of these children, you know, they have, they have very pathetic story. The name of the home is Overcomers of Any Center, and uh, they have so m- many pathetic stories. Some of them I picked from their bat blood. They had their first bath in the, in the home, as as of today the lord has helped us to actually reach out to so many vulnerable children not only complete orphans and say that some of these children are motherless we and uh, if the father is so devastated and has nobody to actually take care of the child after the death so we pick them up and um, give them a shelter, take care of them till the father has a new woman and um, is able to actually continue with the child. Wow. And uh, there are some of them that are complete orphans. Mm-hmm. And there are some of them that have the, 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 the parents, the both parents, but they are vulnerable. Like there's a particular child that was exposed to danger, was tortured. The parents said uh, he was possessed. So they tied him down, put him in a, in, a, in a room. I had to drive to a very far village when I heard about the story of the child of the boy. I picked him up and brought him to social welfare, made the parents face the music 
for subjecting the child to such an inhuman uh, treatment. Yes. And so these are some of the things, but majorly we have orphans in the in the home. And like I said, some of them were picked from their bit blood. Wow. But the the joy I have many of my children from the orphanage are abroad. Oh. Many of them. Wow. Not ten of them are abroad today. Even though I had not crossed the border of Nigeria, had not traveled out of this country. I have many of them having new lives wow. and adoptive uh, parents. You know, I, I there were two of them that were HIV positive. Yes, mm. they in the Nigerian setting, nobody wanted a child that is HIV positive. Mm. So what we do is that we seek an adoptive parent abroad. Mm. And you know, these white people, they, uh, they, don't, they don't want to know, they don't care. And they, they are actually even looking out for such children. Yeah. And so they will just come around, show them love, mm. adopt them. And these children have new life. Wow. They have new life because the more the, the, the main the main idea about the orphan orphanage is that it, it is not proper for children to grow up in an orphanage because of the the the, the, the trauma, the, the emotional stuff of having to live in an off orphanage. Mm-hmm. Deserves a, a home where there is a father figure, there is a mother figure. Yes. where they know they are attached so we, we do as much as we can to ensure we don't keep them in the orphanage for a very long time because uh, there, there was an experience we had about uh, one of our uh, one of my children in the orphanage I was attending a school at the point I discovered she was not doing well she wasn't doing well academically she was mm-hmm. dropping so we're going bad and I like tried to investigate why she was going bad and um, we did now discovered that in her class the the, the the they would always call out oh she lives in the orphanage she comes from the orphanage she's an orphan you know stops like that and um, so that was giving demoralizing her so when i discovered that and uh, she was at that moment, about um, the age that I could get an adoptive adoptive parent for abroad, so I I moved her from that place to a, a Catholic setting, Daughters of Charity at Iwaroka. You know, Daughters of Charity. You know, in the in the convent, there are people live there. So I moved her to 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 such a place, and uh, she was given a home there. By the grace of God, she's done with secondary school, and I'm planning to get her into a higher institution now. Mm. That is the project we have on hand now. Oh. And so so that, that gives us joy, gives us uh, satisfaction that um, we're trying to help people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, just this one line, um, I'm not a governor, mm-hmm. I'm not a government, and I do not intend to run for any political office. Mm-hmm. But 
one thing that is our intention is to take every child off the streets. Mm. Every child has a home. Mm. We can't do it all at a go, but we do it bit by bit by picking the ones we can and doing what we can do with them. We're not in a hurry to get everyone out of the street, but know that the little we do will really go a long way to help make the society a better place for us all to stay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Um, your just listening listening to you reminds us of why we do what we do, you know. The idea mm-hmm. of hope, the gift of hope to people and remember mm-hmm. things. There is always light at the end of the yeah. time. There is always light there for us. Mm-hmm. And I really thank you for taking the time to come to speak with us. At some point, we hope we could learn even more about the orphanage and see, um, I mean, maybe we could have a member of the orphanage come here um, on our podcast to just talk, share a bit more about your your project and um, sometime in the future that that could be very helpful. You know, we'll be glad to be a part of this programming yes thank you i i i'm i'm really grateful ayoli do you have a last thing for sam before we let him go no i just want to say thank you so much sam for your story indeed it's coming from deep down in your heart i'm so glad for you sharing such a deep inspiring story thank you thank you Indeed. Thank you so much, Mr. Samuel, for Lauren's show. And we hope you send our truest regards to dear Mrs. Lauren show and to some praise and to some Samuel. All right. I would extend your greetings to every one of us. Yes, indeed. God bless you. Thank you, man. (laughs) And thank you to the team, the story of all, the stories of all team. I want to say a very big thank you. For bringing us on this uh, uh, program today. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Uh, have a great well, rest of the weekend. Same to you. Thank Bye. You.